Coconut, don't be gross. What's with all the licky sounds? Welcome to Stargazing, a Stargate Gazing podcast. I'm your host, Kathy. And I'm your other host, Mary. And each week we discuss an episode of Stargate beginning with Stargate SG-1. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm okay. How are you? I am fine. How do I sound today? You sound fine today. Okay, good. Excellent. Whew. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are you doing? Drinking beer while Ooh. drinking Odules. Nice. To wash down the ice cream I just ate. Excellent. How did that go? It was fantastic. I am happy to hear ice it. Ice cream, it generally is fantastic. Agreed. Yeah. <sighs> We're full of energy today. Yes, we are full of energy. I should be drinking coffee instead of non-alcoholic Right? Beer. Me too. Mm. And it's only Monday. It is only Monday. <laughs> and I didn't even have a particularly busy day today. Yeah, it's just one of those. Like, it started out, it was very cloudy and dreary this yeah, morning. it's true. And I feel like that set the tone for the day. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, because I was on my way home from work today, and I was like, oh, I didn't even bring my sunglasses because it was raining when I came right? in today. Yeah. yeah. Now the sun's like, hey, hey, world, let's have yep. a fun Monday. And I'm like, fuck you, son. This Monday has already <laughs> been ruined by rain clouds. Seriously. Stupid sun. Stupid son. Where the hell were you earlier? God. Right? Seriously. Ugh. I got my COVID booster. My yay. And my flu shot. So I'm also yay. All done with that for the fall here. How are you feeling so far? So far, so good. Not That's even good. any arm soreness yet. But oh, nice. We'll see. Yeah, I had a pretty miserable day. I haven't gotten my flu shot yet, but that will be not this maybe it is this friday ah. i should probably figure that out it's either this friday or next friday nice the appointment is scheduled yeah i had one scheduled for october but then mm-hmm. they were like well while you're here and i was like sure nice why not yeah vaccinations are good they i'm are a fan good. me too yeah me too you know who doesn't need vaccines who's that robots robots <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Robots would not really need vaccines. Humans, no. yes. All humans, pretty much. Robots, no, not really. Could could a robot be infected by a computer virus, though? And could I they would imagine it could come up with some inoculation uh, for yeah. that? But this is all hypothetical. Yeah, I do not know <laughs> enough about robots or computers. <laughs> To have an answer for that one. Well, either way, <laughs> these robots either do not need vaccines because they are robots or because by the end of this episode, there will be no more robots. Spoiler alert. Yeah. <laughs> Coconut, Jeff is not here. And so I had to leave the door open. And so Coconut came in and dropped one of her favorite toys. And is just looking up at me. So hopefully. And Aww. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Bug. Hi, Coconut. It, it is not that time for playtime. Aww. But but maybe it is. <laughs> My brother's cat's been lovey with me today, so really, yeah. So I thought I'd pick her up and bring her to the couch, and she whined the whole way and then refused to stay. So oh, that's okay. I probably set back our progress like 
three weeks, but whatever. It's fine. Well, it sounds like you did at least make, like you said, some progress. Yeah, yeah. There's headway Two happening. Two steps forward, one step back. Yes. Now Coconut's headbutting the microphone because <gasps> she used to sit on lap times when I wasn't playing. Hi, puppy. Silly Coconut. So what is this episode pertaining to robots and not cats or dogs that we are talking about today? This episode was Stargate SG-1 Season 4, Episode 21, Double Jeopardy. The penultimate episode. It is. The season. It's crazy. Right? How did that happen? I have no idea how the passage of time works. Did you notice in the credits who directed this episode? I did. I was going to ask you if you noticed who directed. Is it the first time he has directed Mr. Michael Shanks? First and only on this show. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Actually, this is a show where the actors don't all direct a shit ton of episodes. Because <laughs> I, I went and looked it up. Cause, Unlike yeah. Star Trek. Yeah. Michael Shanks won. Amanda Tapping won. Huh. Richard Dean Anderson gets EP credits all the time, you know. But, yeah, that's not um, surprising. And Chris Judge has writing credits, but no directing credits. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. Michael Shanks had some writing credits as well for the show. It's a, not a an actor-directed show, this one. But this particular episode, it is The One. The One. The One by Michael Shanks. Which also gave us... Not a whole lot of Daniel in this episode, <laughs> which I was fine with. Yes. Coincidentally, they took him out of action pretty early. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As we so often do, there's a planet that's not Earth with a Stargate on it. What? I know. And the gate is in the process of opening, I think. But we see in the background, there's a pyramid yeah. And then the Stargate and then some just stones lining whatever path there is to the Stargate. So this is clearly a planet that has been in some way touched by the hagfish. Indeed. Yes. SG-1 team comes through and they're looking around and doing their thing. Did you notice how Sam and Jack come through all like sneaky, sneaky, low to the ground, weapons drawn then Daniel saunters through, standing <laughs> fully normal height. <laughs> and then Teal'c follows Daniel, and he's also fully standing, but he at least has his weapon drawn. <laughs> but just so weird. <laughs> that I did not notice that. That's pretty amusing. I love that. <laughs> and then Jack is using hand signals to communicate to everybody where to go and then when Tilk finds something as I'm sure you'll talk about in a minute he's like hey come yeah. here <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah that was a little strange Yeah, I think I was more focused on the look of Sam's hair under her hat that seemed a little long I had noticed that too but then I was like I'm probably imagining things because I didn't really remember how this part went I didn't remember either but yeah. I was like wait she doesn't have that long hair right now wait what what I can't remember anything so I also I liked Tilk's yelling when they're trying to be stealthy because it reminded me of the Assassin's Creed games which I've been playing a lot of lately and you need to do like these stealthy missions and like rescue people that have been captured but after you've done your whole stealthy, 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 being as quiet as possible, no one notices you freeing the prisoners. The prisoners yell, yay, thanks, you freed me. And then they like run away. <laughs> <laughs> cool. 
cool. That's very so, helpful. <laughs> yeah. So Jeff and I, who are usually in the same room with each other when playing video games, always just whisper loudly, stealthy. So stealthy. <laughs> it's good times. It's yeah. very stupid. Yeah. <laughs> no, you guys are cute. Thank you. <laughs> So uh, the the team anyway. comes way, comes through the gate in some way. Yes. Teal spots some footprints. <laughs> and he says that some of them are from Jaffa. And then Jack gets shot with a zat. She, then they find that they've been surrounded. <laughs> Oops. Oops. Yeah, it's some humans and it's some Jaffa. The Jaffa had a really deep, deep voice. It almost sounded hagfishy. Yeah, I actually made a note of that too. I thought it was uh, Gua'uld at first. And yeah. then I was like, why does the Jaffa have a hagfish voice? Oh, I think that's just the dude's actual voice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I think you're right. So he's a very deep-voiced person. He wants everyone to stand and identify themselves. But this guy in green face comes out. Hi-ho. And is like... They don't need to, because I already know them. They're SG-1. And he's angry at them and asks, how dare you return here? <laughs> and we go to credits with Daniel just staring <laughs> at the camera. Also some ominous music. Yes, and some ominous music. So they've been captured, yeah. seemingly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> After the credits, the Jaffa is collecting weapons from everyone, including Jack, who's still laying on the floor. Everyone else is kneeling down. Daniel is trying to explain that he thinks there must have been some misunderstanding, <laughs> but the guy, whose name is Darian, the local guy, says that he is sure it's them. He recognizes them. They helped lead the rebellion against Harrower and told them to bury the Stargate, except that then Vigo the Carpathian showed up with his big ship. <laughs> Didn't need a Stargate, and now Vigo the Carpathian is in charge, a.k.a. Cronus. Oops. So, <laughs> yeah, so things have not been going very well for this planet. Sam says she's sorry to hear that, but, you know, you don't understand. And then, all of a sudden, before Sam can try to explain what it is that nobody understands, they realize that the unconscious Jack that was on the ground is no longer on the ground, and he seems to be missing. Otto... Yep. We're going to leave that missing Jack aside for the moment and head on inside. Are they just in the pyramid or are they up in the ship? I don't know. Um, This says that they're in the pyramid. Oh, okay. We are introduced to a guy who has one of those gold first prime tattoos like Teal'c. So this must be uh, Vigo the Carpathian's first prime. Why are my drippings with goo? SG three quarters has been brought before this first prime and he pretty much immediately identifies Tilk as a Shilva Dairy. I want to keep calling him Darianne like the town because it's I think it's all spelled either close to the same way it is spelled the same yeah. way there's a town in Connecticut everyone it's yeah. called Darianne but it is spelled like D-A-R-I-E-N I think but we, it, yeah that's how this if, is spelled if you want to pass yourself off as someone from Connecticut, you got to call you really it want to, though? Darianne. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I am going to give, I don't, have I raged on this show yet about the Gilmore girls? 
Oh, I don't know. You haven't ranted on the show. You've only ranted to me. So go for it. Those assholes don't know shit about Connecticut. I'm just putting that out there. I haven't even watched it, but I do know that they were talking about it taking like a half an hour to get from like Stanford to Mystic it's or something. Ins- and that's not a thing. Everything <laughs> seems to be like half an hour away. And I'm like, Connecticut's small, but not that small. Not that small. And also, we have a Connecticut State University system in this state. So we have we a sure do. Central Connecticut, Southern Connecticut, Eastern and Western Connecticut State Universities. When you're referring to them, you call them Southern, Central, Eastern. Is Western or West Con? I don't know. But you call them those things. I've always heard it called Western. So, yeah. In the TV show Gilmore Girls, Rory goes to Yale, of course. And then her ex-boyfriend gets into Southern Connecticut State University. He says that the whole thing, which you wouldn't need to if you're from Connecticut. but <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah. But then at a later point, like she runs into him in town when they're on the break and she's like, how's Connecticut State? Nobody, (laughs) nobody calls it that. Absolutely not. Because that doesn't narrow down what school you are going to. I could rant about a lot of things about the Gilmore Girls and them not knowing anything about the place they're supposedly basing the show. You're bad. You deserve to be shamed for it, Gilmore Girls people. Right? I also wanted to mention, before you go on, I wanted to mention Sneaky Pete, which is actually a very good show that I enjoyed, which takes place in Bridgeport, Connecticut. Bucolic farm-leased Bridgeport, (laughs) Connecticut, according to the show. (laughs) (laughs) Which is ridiculous because it is the largest city in Connecticut and also has the highest crime rate. So it is not the bucolic farm setting that the entire show of Sneaky Pete portrays it to be. And last but not least, we do not call it Berlin like Germany. It's Berlin. It's Thank you. Berlin. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And it's. <laughs> Thus it's, ends our Connecticut rights. Oh, wait, hold on. Also, it's New Haven. Oh, it's not New Haven. It's New Haven. Accent yeah. on the second. What is it? What is it? Not accent. That's not the word. Emphasis. Thank you. Emphasis. Emphasis. On the wrong syllable. Yes. What exactly. do I call it? New Haven. I always call it New Haven. Is yeah. that right? Is that wrong? Did I say it wrong? I think you said it right. I heard it right okay. at least the first time. But then you start saying it too much, and then you're like, "What am I doing?" Yeah, I that's why I was like, "Wait, how do I say it?" Like, so how did you New say Haven, it? The New, wrong Haven, way? New Haven. New Haven. New Haven. New Haven. Oh yeah. Who yeah. says New Haven? No, that's garbage. People who are not from Connecticut say that. No, you're right. Okay. I hear. I didn't hear it the first time. I heard it the second time. Yeah, that's wrong. Also, if anyone cares, Stores is not a town. Yukon's home, not a town. It's in the nope. town of Mansfield. You're welcome. Don't ignore what's out there in Connecticut. Check out the state I'm in. Nobody <laughs> cares about this. <laughs> I care. I appreciate that. It's just me. <laughs> just you and <laughs> <Yeah>. me. <laughs> maybe Jeff will care? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> he won't care. <laughs> anyway. 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 Darian, huh? Stargate? Yeah, Stargate. They've captured SG3 quarters. They recognize that they are SG3 quarters, and Tilk is there. The first Prime orders them to find Jack, who's hidden. So they go to do that, and that's about it for that scene. They've been taken prisoner. Jack's missing. Ah! Indeed. Out in the lovely village, Darian, the guy from before, makes it home to his wife. And they're talking about how Cronus is supposed to be showing up tomorrow. 
and hopefully they will be rewarded for all of their hard work here and for their help capturing the SG-1 team here. Darian asks his wife, though, why she's acting as strangely as she is. And then, uh uh-oh, Jack suddenly steps out of the shadows. Oh, no! Convenient that he just happened to find this one guy's house and not someone else's house. Right? This is, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) What the? Okay, cool. Yep. Yep. So that's why his wife is asking weird, because Jack was hiding there in the shadows with a gun. Wait, does he have a gun? Oh, he does have a gun. Okay. Yeah. How he got the gun, I don't even know, because they took away all the weapons, but here Maybe they hadn't disarmed Jack before they, like, ignored him and let him disappear. I don't know. Anyway. Well, they took away the gun that he had been holding that he dropped when he fell. But I guess he must have had another one, like, strapped to him or something. There's always another gun. (laughs) I don't know. In the prison cell that looks like the exact same prison cell that we saw the last time that somebody was in a prison cell here, Tilk specifically, Sam and Daniel are talking about how the Darien guy called Carter Major. What was her rank She was captain. She was still captain. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And Daniel's like, well, this was a major screw-up. They had no way of knowing, though, that there had been a team that looked exactly like them on this planet before they came through. Tilk says that there's always the risk that they're going to come upon some sort of planet that's by surprise, occupied by the gold. They wonder if it's a bad sign that Jack hasn't tried to communicate with them yet, but now too soon to worry. They figure he's probably just maintaining radio silence so that he doesn't give away his position. But they've been there for about eight hours, so they gotta figure out what to do soon. Seems like they might be running out of time. For what? We don't yet know. We don't know. This scene, too, ends with Daniel saying, we can't tell them the truth. And then we transition to the next scene, which is Jack back with uh, Darian and his wife, where he's clearly tried to explain to them what's going on. And they have no idea what the he's talking about. (laughs) Darian's like, there are two of you? What? (laughs) Yeah, so he's failing to explain anything. Darian's more concerned about Jack with his gun doing harm to them, but Jack insists he's not going to hurt either of them. He just wants to hear about their apparent prior visit to this planet. I like that Jack is helping himself to stuff on the table. Like He just reaches down and starts drinking from one of the cups on the table. It's really good. (laughs) As he's talking. I wouldn't imagine that they were likely to have offered that to him. Yeah. So in in preparing for this episode, I went back and listened to our episode of Tin Man. (laughs) You did. I did. And I guess this answers are like, you know, in our ideal robot situation, you'd be able to eat. So it seems like these guys can. Yeah. Yeah. So that's good. I just, you know, update from our last conversation because we didn't know. So Although we don't yet know that these guys are the robots. We don't, but there's... Although we've kind of hinted at it already. There's hints. There's hints. Yeah. It's true. It's true. I'll leave it in there. No spoilers. (laughs) Yeah. I hope you've watched the episode at this point, partway through the podcast. (laughs) Some people listen to this without watching. That is true. That is true. Darian explains that SG-1 came through the Stargate and convinced his people to rise up against Heroer, which they did. 
And they were promised by SG-1 that they were going to be safe so long as they buried their Stargate. Unfortunately, as we all know, hagfish have (laughs) other means of transportation. And they came back to the planet, or somebody came back to the planet, Cronus, thank you. Sorry, Vigo the Carpathian, doing great. (laughs) He flew in a ship and took over this planet. So now Darien's people are back to believing their gods and that SG-1 can't be trusted. I'm surprised yeah. this doesn't happen more often. It might. I don't, you just <laughs> might not know about it. Right. I, I'm surprised. I don't know why anyone would be surprised that this happens. And I'm surprised that it doesn't happen more often. Yeah. And it did make me wonder how often they go back to check on. Yeah. I guess they can't really ever go back and check because if they've buried the gate, then they would have no way of going yeah. back there to check anyway. Maybe they just do like an occasional dial just to see if it connects. I yeah. don't know. So they're following Cronus. Darian is not going to help Jack. He is like, you're going to get it. Cronus is coming tomorrow. So you're screwed. And Jack's like, yeah, I don't believe you. It's fine. Then he tells them both to close their eyes and they just stare at him. So he <laughs> says, close your eyes, please. <laughs> so they do. And... Jack takes that opportunity to slip out of there before Darian asks, how long do we have to stay like this? They open their eyes and he's gone. Did you notice the chime noise that it made? Like they were trying to imply that it was like some sort of magic that he'd used to spirit (laughs) himself away. I missed that. (laughs) It reminded me of my niece who tried very hard to do a magic trick or a magic show for me once and she would just, you know, make me close my eyes and then move stuff off the table and then be like, look, that's disappeared. <laughs> yeah, kid. Yep. Uh, <laughs> yes, that coin disappeared from the cup of water and your your hand is somehow wet. Can't imagine what happened while my eyes were closed. She's magic. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Meanwhile, she's whispering to her brother, get me a towel. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's perfect. It was very silly. (laughs) Figo shows up in the throne room, with some Jaffa. And the first prime, his name is Sindar, Ah. tells him about the situation that's going on here on the planet. The end. (laughs) Would you like to... (laughs) To move on, to continue. <laughs> oh, I guess. <laughs> Out in the forest, all of the locals are searching for Jack. But then Darian comes up and tells them that they've all been summoned to appear before Cronus. So they all head off. And the camera focuses on one guy who happens to be lagging behind. Can't imagine who that might be. And the guy also kicks some leaves over a hand that is sticking out from <laughs> under the bushes. No, I hope not. I know. I'm sort of hoping he's just very, very unconscious. Yeah. Yeah. But it kind of looked like a dead hand. But al- It did. I but mean... also, like, the the paint that they put on their face yeah. is kind of like a bluish, grayish color. That uh, yeah, His hand did look dead. But I was hoping that maybe it was just the face paint that they use, which Me is kind too. of like a blue-gray. Yeah. Because, I mean, otherwise, then if O'Neill was just going to kill people, he could have killed the first guy. Brian and his yeah and his exactly. wife I don't know <laughs> and his wife apparently yes I don't know it seems harsh <laughs> you did 
Back at the throne room, Cronus calls to, sorry, Vigo calls to the crowd that has gathered and says that their loyalty is going to be rewarded. And this time we get a closer up shot of the face of that mystery warrior and see for sure that it is Jack. He's got a helmet on that's partially obscuring his face, though. (laughs) The prisoners, being Daniel, Sam, and Teal'c, are brought in. Vigo tells them that the treaty between the system lords and the Asgard does not extend to this planet, so sucks to be them. And he also says that he had warned them that if they ever ran cross paths again, he would not be nice next time. He calls Darien forward. Apparently Darien is actually the one that is in charge here. And so Vigo hands Darien his staff weapon. Uh, Why does he choose Daniel? I don't know. Oh, well, I mean, he chose Daniel because Michael Shanks is directing the episode. Well, but <laughs> Yes. But I didn't know if I might have missed why they choose Daniel specifically instead of Teal. I couldn't but, okay. see anything. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, they bring Daniel up and Vigo orders Darian to shoot him. Darian is not a big fan of this idea because he doesn't want to murder anybody. Carter, Daniel, Teal'c. Everybody, they all exchange looks, but Daniel's like, no, it's fine. Let him go ahead and shoot me. <laughs> I did not understand why, but he nodded his head very slightly. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> affirmative. He being Daniel. So Daniel nodded his head very slightly in the affirmative. Jack nodded back, looked down, you know, averted yeah. his eyes as Darian shoots. Well, I feel like maybe the look toward Jack was to get Jack to back the hell off because Jack did look like he wanted to hop in there. Well, yeah, but like he did. But like, I didn't really understand why Daniel's like, nah, sorry, let them kill me. It'll be fine. I don't know. That is. Yeah, you're right. Like, (laughs) yeah, that is exactly why. But I didn't understand why Daniel was okay with sacrificing himself like this because it was obvious that him being shot was imminent. Yeah, I don't know. It was weird. Anyway, Daniel's head falls off. Yeah. <laughs> and now it's suddenly apparent that they are not human. Because <laughs> generally humans' heads don't just fall off. No. <laughs> We've seen staff weapon, blast, weapon blasts before. That doesn't happen. No. And they can, of course, see all the electronics inside yeah. of his head and neck once that happens. So surprise of surprises, this is the clone Daniel, not yeah. the original Daniel. And I actually was kind of surprised because... Like we said, I thought that I was like just misremembering how long Sam's hair was supposed to be when I was like, huh, that's weird. Yeah, I think they had me when they questioned the major thing. And I was like, oh, yeah, that would have yeah. been before. But yeah, Fair. anyway. Yeah, I couldn't remember what her rank yeah. had been before. So that's why it wasn't didn't really occur to me. But this is the reveal. Woo! Yes. And of course, everyone is surprised that Daniel was full of electronics. Is anyone more surprised than the music? It was extremely dramatic. It was extremely dramatic. It is probably important to point out here that also surprise, in addition to the music, was Vigo himself. Yes. Yes, he was. And that will be important later. Indeed. Meanwhile, on Earth, the gate has dialed in to Earth, and they're getting one of their codes through the gate, but it's not an authorized SGC code. SG three quarters and Hammond are standing behind non Walter man, 
<laughs> I don't know his name. I we haven't given him a name know. or a nickname. I've seen him before. I should know, but I only know Walter. I didn't even recognize him or notice. But anyway, whatever is coming through on the screen, somehow Sam is able to read it, and it says Comtria. Yeah, I was wondering how she managed to read that, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, because it just looked like signal wave. She's very good at her job, Yeah, yes, she is very good at her job. Way smarter than we are. Jack explains to Hammond that this is like aloha, or shalom. <laughs> Teal explains that this is the greeting <laughs> used by the artificial life form Harlan on PX3989, which, if anyone recalls from our prior episode, Tin Man... Tin Man. Tin Man, which was the name of the episode, not our episode, yeah. which had to do with robots because the thing had to do with robots. I looked it up before, but now I don't remember again. It was like... <laughs> <laughs> anyway, they know it's Harlan calling. Harlan, who made the made robot copies of all of them. It's a good thing that Harlan's not really in any big hurry to go through the gate. Yes! Because <laughs> they're taking a long time to debate this. They debate for quite a while on whether or not they're going to even open the iris and welcome him in. But ultimately, Hammond gives the order, and the iris is opened, and Harlan comes in with his hands over his head, looking as if someone's going to shoot him. Because everyone had their weapons drawn, so... Yes, everyone everyone did have their weapons drawn. He tells them that he doesn't have any weapons, and so, of course, they yeah. take him at his word and lower their weapons. Oh, sure. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So he thanks them for letting them in, and he says he's heard so much about General Hammond and Earth. And he also reports that he has a very big emergency and is there to ask them for help. You must help you, you um, specifically. Yes, exactly. Back in the throne room, everyone's standing around <laughs> <laughs> looking at this Daniel husk. <laughs> Vigo demands to know, you know what they are, all of the fake SG team, and threatens to have them torn apart if they don't tell him, and tells his Jaffa there to bring them to his ship, and also to make sure they find Jack while they're at it. In the briefing room, Harlan has told them about the entire situation. Apparently, the robot SG-1 team has been continuing to go out on missions because... As far as they're concerned, they're still SG-1. SG-1's got a SG-1. <laughs> so even though Harlan told them not to go, begged them not to go, tried to convince them how dangerous it would be and that they would get captured by the gold inevitably if they kept doing this, they went out anyway. I was wondering why Harlan was just facing into the corner while he was talking. Because it was another one of those things where, like, they're, the camera is in the corner of the room, and so we can see a view of the entire table behind him. But then that would mean that if this were real life, he's facing a corner <laughs> while talking. Know. So, <laughs> Oh, so weird. <laughs> yeah. Turns out that robot Sam has made a portable power pack, so they're able to leave the planet for up to... How many hours was it? 40, 72 hours? Uh, 48, 48 hours? yeah. For up to 48 hours, because, of course, Sam, robot Sam would have done this. Harlan's like, you want to see? Sam's like, yeah! And then Jack's like, no. <laughs> not no. That was very funny. <laughs> yeah. So Harlan's not here to ask for help from himself. He wants... SG-1, the other SG-1, to be rescued because he's 
come to depend on them for help and company, and he doesn't want anything to happen to them. They want a little bit more information about what Harlan really expects them to do. He doesn't have a specific plan. He just <laughs> wants them to rescue the other SG-1 team. What would we call them? SG negative one? The Wait, what? Oh, the other team? The robot yeah. team? <sighs> what do you call negative one sitting in a room by himself? <laughs> What do you call negative one sitting in a room by himself? Overnumerousness. <laughs> it's a word, and the joke does work. <laughs> oh, oh, that show. Such a good show. Yeah. Whatever you want to call this other SG team, they have been gone for about 16 hours now. So Harlan's worried that their batteries are going to die if they're not rescued soon. Phoneal and friends? <laughs> I don't know what to call them. Phoneal and... They're not real friends. No. Frenemies. Phoneal... Well, they're his friends. They are his friends. Phoneal and faux friends? <laughs> SG fake. Phoneal and fiends? <laughs> Maybe. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Uh, on the planet, Darian has headed home again. I'm still doing it, am I not, Darian? Anyway. <laughs> Darian. Yeah, Darian. <laughs> In this context. Yes. He has some things to say about what he just witnessed to his wife. He sits down and lets her know that he was ordered to shoot Daniel Jackson and when he did, something unholy happened. <laughs> Un- not <laughs> huge. Such a weird way to word yeah. it. <laughs> but what was most disturbing to him was the fact that Cronus was surprised. Mm. So why would a god be surprised, they wonder. A valid question. Indeed. They have some doubts again. Yeah. Yeah. Back in the briefing room... They continue to talk about whether or not they should help Harlan at all. Jack's against it. Harlan then asks, where's Dr. Jackson? Because he would surely help. And conveniently Uh. for Michael Shanks' director, Daniel's on a mission. So he's not there. Hammond is also a little hesitant to help as well. Risking his people for some androids created without authorization which yeah but okay he also is worried that the faux team the robot team forgery one forgery one (laughs) (laughs) those other guys he's also concerned they might have information about the sgc that could fall into the wrong hands should they be tortured into giving information or something But Sam's like, oh, they would guard any top secret information as closely as we would because they're so much like us. See, they even couldn't resist going through the Stargate. But don't worry, they can't give away too much. They don't have current codes to get through the gate. Convenient. But Hammond defers, as always, (laughs) to Jack. And is like, if you don't want to take this on, I'm not going to make it an order. And... 
god damn it if we're not back to the same bullshit we've seen before where they are hesitant or don't even recognize they need to clean up their own damn messes not just the robots but like they need to go back to this planet right they need to figure out what's going on they can't have their robots going around impersonating them basically right yeah especially if they run into more people they know they need to go clean up their stupid messes but since the SGC seems unwilling. Harlan says he just has to help himself. <laughs> but then, opposite of what they all just said, the next scene is them helping Harlan. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> what are they helping him with? I don't know, because I lost my place when Coconut oh. was wreaking havoc in here. Hang on. Oh, Coconut. <laughs> In the control room, I noticed that there are no flat screen monitors in here. So, so it's just that one in the infirmary? Yeah, or... <laughs> despite the one that they showed in the last episode that you pointed out, they are not all switched over yet. Harlan tells them the symbols to dial to get to the planet that the fake SG team has gone to. They recognize the planet. Oh, they just had to replace all the... Com- Sorry, uh, this is to do with the flat screen. They just oh, had yeah. to recently replace they? all the computer monitors. Why would they replace them with old ones? Sorry. That is a good- yeah, that's a good question. Why would they replace them all <laughs> with the old monitors? I don't know. Anyway, that- I am sorry. I totally interrupted. <laughs> that's an important point to make that I had not thought Oh, yeah. <laughs> Vital to the rest of the series. Yeah. SG-1, the the real SG-1, of course, recognizes the planet and recaps how they liberated the people and told them to bury the gate and blah, blah, blah. Back on Juna, Jack is still running around, causing chaos, similar to the level of chaos that Coconut was just causing in here. He is by the gate. The gate starts to dial. We see Jack wiping the paint off of his face, which made no sense to me because he's trying to stay camouflaged. So why is he wiping off his camouflage paint? I don't know. (laughs) Back in the gate room, they're counting down the chevrons as they're locking. And when it does lock in place and the wormhole forms, Sam's like, huh, gate's not buried. (laughs) Go figure. (laughs) And Tilk's like, oh, another ghoul must have claimed the planet. (laughs) I don't understand why Jack even bothered to ask why, but Jack asks why. (laughs) Obviously for more power, but whatever. Yeah. And Sam is like, oh, but we said they'd be okay. (laughs) Yeah. So they're going to send a MALP through to see what's going on. All right. So the MALP goes through and we see on the MALP camera this Jaffa. Yes. Who then gets shot from somewhere. Yes. Well, there were a bunch of other Jaffa that had been there, too, and all of the other ones got shot by Jack, presumably. But this one Jaffa that we see in the camera was just standing there staring into the MALP camera (laughs) and not reacting to all of the guys (laughs) dropping like flies around him. Yeah, yeah. It's just so weird. Yeah. (laughs) But he goes down, too, and we see uh, O'Neill come into focus hammond's like it's general hammond of the sgc and phoniel is all like hey buddy how are you it's been so long who else is there with you (laughs) so hammond goes through the list including harlan which phoniel is not happy to hear that harlan is on earth (laughs) he was specifically told to stay away from earth (laughs) But hey, 
Harlan was worried. That's why he did it. And he wants Robot Jack to come back, but he says he cannot do that yet. Right? Yeah. 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 Presumably because his whole team is captured, but you know, right. he doesn't say that specifically. Or yeah. maybe he meant, I can't do that because this is an incoming wormhole to me and I'll die. <laughs> so maybe wait till we uh, switch the gate direction. I did not get the impression no. that that's what he meant, but maybe you're right. Maybe that is what he meant. Sure, sure. <laughs> Meanwhile, Darian comes running out to find fake Jack. I'm just going to call him all kinds of different names. Yeah. Unsurprisingly, he is a little bit hesitant about trusting Darian since Darian just murdered his Daniel. Right. But Darian says that he understands now that you were telling the truth to Jack about the gods included and we need to trust each other now. So sorry about your friend. Oopsie. (laughs) Sorry I did a murder. My bad. (laughs) (laughs) Darian's with Jack. Fake Jack. Phoniel reports that their Daniel's dead to the rest of them. Harlan is a little dismayed. Yeah. Additionally, he reports that Fomantha and I don't know, Feel. Can we call her Sham? Sham? Yes, we can call her Sham. (laughs) Sham and Teal'c. Shamantha Carter. Teal'c 2.0 because he was the second robot. Wasn't he 3.0? Yeah, because he was the second robot, so that makes him 3.0. It does, you're right. Teal'c 3.0 have been captured by Vigo. And there's Jaffa everywhere. And they really, really need help. SG-1 apparently decides to go anyway, even though they had already previously decided not to go. Because I think that, well, one, it would be really boring if they didn't go. (laughs) (laughs) That wouldn't make much of an episode, I guess. (laughs) I think that, uh, yeah, I don't know. They changed their mind, I guess, when they realized how much they fucked up over there. So they got to go fix that shit. Yep. Yeah. On Cronus's ship. There's some Lady Jaffa. I got, the again, the impression that we were supposed to know who she was, but I had no idea who she was. I didn't know who she was either. And I checked IMDb, and she's not in any episodes other than this. Oh, but... well. <laughs> so, Jaden, dressed all in, like, black leather pants yeah. and shirt, so it doesn't at all go with the old-timey ancient aesthetic that Cronus is looking <laughs> for, so... She stands out a little bit, but she's got resting hagfish voice, so I guess she's supposed to be there. And she's there checking out the technology that used to be Daniel Jackson. Faniel. Fake Daniel. Faniel. I don't know. Whatever he was. (laughs) He's gone anyway. Yeah. Back outside with Darian, Phoniel, and the real SG-1. They're all heading to... Do their rescue mission. Darian can't get over how much the real SG-1 looks like the fake SG-1. And real Sam's like, yeah, of course. Crazy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right? Yeah. Jack and Phoniel start arguing with each other and fighting. And <laughs> they're just going back and forth, both being way too extra. Yeah. <laughs> it was a little bit much for me. I enjoyed it, though. I, <laughs> I'm i glad at least one of us did. 
Real Jack is talking about how they were supposed to stay right where they were and seal up the Stargate and not go anywhere. But of course, Fodiel's like, well, you wouldn't have done that. And we're just doing the same thing that you're doing and only better. And Jack's like, but what does that mean? And Fodiel's like, it means better. <laughs> Except that if they were doing it so much better, then their Daniel wouldn't have gotten killed. But here we yeah, are. Yeah. Oh, like they haven't lost a Daniel here and there. <laughs> it's bound to happen eventually, I guess. <laughs> Actually, yeah, they have done that. Yeah. They have lost their Daniel several times. Yeah. <laughs> Not surprisingly, the fake SG-1 team has been continuing to try to explore the universe and help people whenever possible. They get into a literal fist fight before Sam yells sirs at them and gets their attention. <laughs> And she's like, as much as I'd like to see how this plays out, we have some important work to do. So they better get going and try to get this rescue mission working. Phoniel wants to know why Hammond couldn't send more troops. And Jack says, well, it's an us problem. It's not a giant amount of troops problem. Yeah, so they're on their way out of the clearing and away from the gate. With Jack and Phoniel threatening each other as they go. <laughs> Somewhere on, I think on the ship, Sham and Robot Tilk have been caged by lasers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. While Jaden comes to talk to them with questions. Like, can Daniel be reactivated? Or the device, anyway. Do you feel pain? They don't get any real answers from these cool, cool robots. Who, <laughs> although she is able to cause Teal pain, so she knows that they can feel pain. She goes into a kind of mode where she's like reporting this stuff to herself. Like she's like, both units appear to show concern for each other. Yeah. Basically doing like a research study on them. Yeah. Yeah. She threatens to torture them until they tell her how to activate the headless Daniel's power supply. In Darian's home, they're trying to make their plan for how they're going to get in the pyramid and get to wherever it is that the fake SG team is being held. Teal'c somehow knows the way to the main chamber. I guess it's probably a fairly generic architecture that he's used to yeah. from other ships. I guess, yeah. Yeah. As Phoniel and regular Jack continue to talk to each other, plotting, Darian's like, this is all very strange to me. <laughs> <laughs> Sam's like, that oh, happens to us all the time. <laughs> they establish that there's going to be probably as many as a thousand Jaffa on the ship. That's a lot of people. But for whatever reason, Tilk's like, that's not the problem. I would think that that would be a problem, though. <laughs> yes, it sure would be. I guess it's be the yeah. problem after the first problem. Yes, I guess. But yeah, so the biggest problem is that they need to use the rings to get into the ship, but the rings need to be activated from inside. Phoniel says that conveniently, they've all got a telecom system hooked up between the three of them, Phoniel, Tilk 3.0, and Sham. And so he can contact them and ask them to send the rings out. He pauses for a second, taps on his chest, and is like, cool, it's done. <laughs> 
Sam asks, all right, cool. Now, what about that thousand Jaffa? And Tilk's like, well, we just offer them freedom. That seems to be a little oversimplifying it, if you ask me. Agreed. That has not necessarily gone so well for them when they have tried it in the past. No, but he keeps trying. He sure does. Yeah. I mean, good job, but don't maybe assume that that's your exit strategy, though. Yeah. (laughs) For sure. Yeah. Don't give up the fight, Tilk. But (laughs) don't count on that. On Cronus's ship, Jaden goes to see Cronus because Teal'c 3.0 wants to see Cronus to bargain with him for the freedom of one called Captain Dr. Samantha Dr. Carter in this incarnation. (laughs) Captain Dr. Shamantha? Shamantha, exactly. (laughs) Shamantha. She does report that They've been uncooperative so far and that they seem pretty similar to the humans and maybe Cronus, you should give it a crack. But Cronus is like, how about first I talk to Teal'c? So she's going to go get him. Yeah. I assume. Outside of the pyramid, turns out they've caught Jack. It was ominous music like this was supposed to be a surprise, but this was the plan. So yeah. I don't know why in the scene they're like, oh, no, they've caught Jack. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I don't <laughs> but know. That's, that's yeah. how they decided to play it off in that scene. Elsewhere, Jaden is having fun torturing Sham and says that she'll stop damaging her if she just tells her how to reactivate Daniel. So Sham's like, yeah, well, you know, those two crystals in there, just you touch those. It's fine. Everything's fine. That'll That'll for sure get him started. So that's what she does. Back with the first prime. Why is Darian there? Oh, Darian apparently was there with Jack when he was captured, and I missed that part. So Sindar, who is the name of the first prime, says that Ah. Cronus Vigo will be pleased. And Darian's like, "Mm, actually, no, I don't think he will. So then Darian shoots Sindar, the first prime. All right. Phoneal gets a gun and starts shooting people. Sam and Jack come in. They clean up the rest of the mess and get ready to be ringed up. Uh Uh-oh. It turns out that Phoneal is leaking pretty badly. Yeah. All kinds of silver fluids. Milk. I think that's what we called it in the last (laughs) one. (laughs) Ketracel white. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Ketracel white hot, maybe, if you like lower decks. (laughs) Up in Cronus' ship... Teal'c has been brought before Vigo the Carpathian and wants to know what the hell Teal'c wants. Teal'c 3.0 has his head down while Cronus is asking this and Teal'c says, I only wish and then raises his head. It was good. (laughs) To seek revenge. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. For the death of his father because he killed Teal'c's father in case we forgot that tidbit. As far as Tilk 3.0 is concerned, that was yeah. still his dad. Yeah. So he fights his way free from the Jaffa guards. He grabs onto his staff weapon and kills at least one Jaffa. And then he <laughs> tries to shoot at Cronus, who unfortunately does have one of those force fields. Of course. Personal shield. Of course. But then after Tilk tries to shoot him once, he lowers the shield and... Yeah. I didn't understand why Tilk didn't just immediately try to shoot again. I don't know. But instead, he opts to throw his weapon away and <laughs> try to kill Cronus with his bare hands. Yep. Yeah. Back in the prison room, 
Jaden asks Sham if it, meaning Daniel, is active. And Sham's like, sure. The self-destruct is anyway that I installed in there. <laughs> so that was pretty funny. Sham shields her face and the fake Daniel body explodes, yeah. taking Jaden out with it. Yeah. Do you think that the the force field she was in protected her from the explosion? It must have, because I thought that she was going to be dead, too. But spoiler alert, she's not dead. It takes off a part of her face, but it does not kill her. So cool. Yeah. Elsewhere, in the transporter room, a Jaffa says go. (laughs) (laughs) Thrilling. Yep. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) Very important to include that scene. Yeah. Did you, were you going to continue? Should I go? Oh, okay, I can. <laughs> Tilk continues to strangle Cronus, but then someone shoots him, and Cronus wheezes. How did God be wheezing? I know, right? <laughs> Would you like to continue? <laughs> I don't know. Sure. Jam has survived her accident. Not accident. That was anything but an accident. Yes. Sham survived the explosion. And she makes it to the ring room, takes out the Jaffa that are there, and rings up the real SG-3 quarters. She lets them know that Tilk is in trouble, and then Tilk is like, where? And you're like, this is so confusing. But she reports he's on the Peltac, whatever that is, with Cronus. I feel like maybe they've said that word before, and I just didn't pay attention. I don't know not that i remember yeah so teal takes off to find teal teal 3.0 and (laughs) figo yes and they're going to work and the rest of them are going to work on sealing off doors and that'll be good times it will yeah Back with Cronus and Tilk 3.0. Their fight is continuing. They're shooting back and forth at each other. Real Tilk comes in and uses a Jaffa as a live shield. And firing continues. Both real Tilk and the Jaffa he's using as a shield get taken out and fall on the floor. Meanwhile, Jack, Sam, and Sham are running around the corridors trying to find the power supply. They open up a panel. It's full of a whole bunch of isolinear chips. <laughs> Sam tries to pull some of them out, but she can't because there's an electrical field there. Maybe Sham can do it because she's probably going to be at least a little bit more resistant to being electrocuted by that thing. Sam tells her to pull out the green crystal in order to close the doors that need to be closed, whichever doors those are. Sure. Yeah. All the doors, I feel like. Oh, okay. I don't yeah. know. Finally, back with Cronus and the two Tilks. While real Tilk is on the floor, Tilk 3.0 gets a staff weapon, shoots Vigo, and says, For our father, before collapsing on the floor dead, because Tilk 3.0 had also been shot several oh, times. Mom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sham continues to pull out green crystals through a force field. It looks really painful. She's making some really gritty like faces. Yeah. It's good times. She finishes her task and then basically also then falls over and dies. 
Yep. <laughs> so we're down to one clone in the pyramid. Phoniel is dying on the floor. Darian's trying to find out if he can be fixed, but Phoniel basically is like, I have no energy left and I'm about to shut down. Darian promises he'll never be forgotten. Meanwhile, the real deal O'Neill rings down <laughs> from the ship and he he orders that they tell people that Cronus is dead and they can come take a look at his mutilated body if they uh, have any doubts. How readily are people going to believe him, though? Because when Apophis was killed, nobody believed them. That's initially. true. I mean, I feel like the easier thing to do is to bring the body down from the ship and plonk it in the village. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That would be way easier than a couple people at a time. We can uh, ring y'all up. <laughs> yeah. You can trust us. Yeah. What could go wrong? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the nearly dead Phoniel asks about his friends, but unfortunately, he says, Jack says, the real deal O'Neill, as I now call him, <laughs> says, And I'll continue to laugh every time. <laughs> <laughs> he reports that the robots don't look good, <laughs> but the real ones are okay. Yeah. I was wondering, going back for a second, though, did they leave... They didn't leave anybody with Cronus to make sure that some random Jaffa doesn't come by to put him in a sarcophagus. Yeah, right? Don't they have a sarcophagus? <laughs> yes, they would I have a sarcophagus I there. I would think so. Yeah, that's a good yeah. point. I don't know. This I is, guess they just hope for the best. <laughs> it, like they did with Apophis for so long. Right. They're like, well, we assume he's dead. Even yeah. though we know he's well, not dead. We'll just pretend he's still more dead. More support for your idea that it made way more sense to bring his body down for people to see than to yeah. just leave it on the ship for people to go look yeah. at. Yeah. Anyway. But they're not concerned about that. To end it, basically, the O'Neills make peace with one another, I guess, where Phoniel is like, are we still so far from real to you? And the real deal O'Neill says, no, I guess not. And then... Phoniel dies. <laughs> dies. And... So, yeah. <sighs> that was the end. Convenient that this one mission took out all four of them. I know. Brush our hands clean of that one. Yep, yep, yep. <sighs> Kathy. Yeah. Did you like the episode? I actually did. I think the thing I like most about it is the callback, right, to yeah. the season one episode that they left dangling or could have been dangling. Right. And... I sort of like these ones where we have examples of what the fuck is the SGC doing if they don't care about the people that they've helped to help them again. Yeah. And like, just like, oh, you know, oh, these robots got made. They're not our problem, but they kind of are. I don't know. Anyway, I like all of that stuff. I also thought it was overwrought for sure. The Jack on Jack action, but I found it very funny and entertaining and fair. I enjoyed their little fight. I was trying to look for, like, the effects where their two heads are next to each other. I was, too. <laughs> but it, it didn't look too bad. Like They, they did a really yeah. convincing job of it, yeah. Yeah. So I liked all those things. Therefore, I liked the episode. Except for that I'm sad that all of the robots are dead. Right. And poor Harlan's alone again. 
Right? Anyway. I was, yeah, I wanted to know what happens to Harlan now. That was my biggest complaint is we don't get an answer as to what happens to Harlan. Like now he's got to go back to his planet facility where he's going to be all alone and can't keep up with things and is all lonely again. Maybe. Although, does he now have a record of like the consciousness of the SG team? I thought they made him get rid of that. And also, wouldn't it be like horribly cruel to do that again and make a new SG team that's going to be like if, tortured forever by being stuck there? If like Harlan's real lonely, he might do it. Yeah, I thought that they made him get rid of that record. They might have, but somehow they let him them make a second Teal'c. So I really like... <laughs> Um, yeah, well, I thought they got rid of it after that. Yeah. Like, when they decided, <laughs> when they left it that they weren't going to kill the fake robots, yeah. I thought that part okay. of the deal with leaving them there was to get rid of the the, the records right, so that right. they couldn't make any new ones. Yeah. So, I yeah. don't know. But yeah, poor Harlan. Right? Yeah. So, tell me more about your thoughts on the episode and whether you liked well, that, it. Yeah, it was, it was fine. I wasn't a huge fan of it because I felt bad for the other SG-1 team because their entire purpose in life was basically stolen from them True. because as far as they're concerned they are the real sg1 team <laughs> they, you know one. they have they all have all the same thoughts feelings memories everything is the actual sg1 team but they're like stuck on this planet where they're pretty much going stir crazy and don't ever get to see their friends and family again and just seems like such a miserable existence which i know i mentioned the first time when we watched the original episode and yeah so I felt really bad for all of them, and now they're all dead. So yeah. I guess it's not a problem anymore. Yeah, I just yeah, I just thought it was kind of a downer because because of all that. Fair. Um, and then, like I said, I felt really bad for Harlan, and that just left so many questions about what happens to him. Yeah, but we don't get those answers either. No, we don't. And also, it just brings up the fact that we see them rescue so many different supposed cultures and planets but if it happens on this one planet i'm sure it happens on lots of other planets too so it almost to me like brings into question all of the good work that they've done for other cultures and other societies true now you want to believe that they're all having a happy ending that they want and deserve and you don't want to think about the fact that probably a good 50 percent or more of them ended up like this planet yeah 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 those were all my issues. I mean, the plot itself was fine. It was an interesting episode. I wasn't bored like last week. I did find it to be interesting and all that stuff, but just wasn't a huge fan of it. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. So what's next? Next is the final episode 22 of season four of Stargate SG-1, and it's called Exodus. So we're getting, you know, biblical or something. Because that's the only time that you use the word Exodus. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Netflix says, SG-1 visits the Tok'ra homeworld. They arrive at Vorash on Kronos' ship, one of the spoils they claimed following their recent battle with him. Woohoo. Hmm. But that's all it says about it. So they're going huh. on a little trip. Fabulous. The booklet says, SG-1 joins forces with the Tok'ra in a final attempt to rid the universe of their mutual gold nemesis Apophis. But their plan goes awry when a beloved member, a beloved member, beloved member of their team is captured and they find themselves at the mercy of their most powerful and feared enemy. Who's the most beloved of their team, beloved? <laughs> I mean, it kind of depends on where we left off because <laughs> it was Daniel, but then it was Jack. Yeah. 
Just a weird, I weird like, word choice in there. Right? I liked Hathor. Yeah. <laughs> she's probably not back because I think she's no, died for No, I don't think she's real. back. But yeah, yeah that, is, that is an odd word choice for <laughs> for them to use yeah. in the description. <laughs> and kind of makes me hope that she's back, but I really don't think she's back. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that they're that coy with their descriptions. (laughs) No. (laughs) As always, thanks for listening. If you haven't already done so, please subscribe so that you can get our episodes as soon as they come out every Wednesday. Likes, reviews, and word of mouth are all super helpful for helping other people find the show so that we can continue to grow the podcast. We'd love to hear from you. So if you'd like to get in touch with us, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter. You can email us at stargatesing at gmail.com and you can send us messages through our website, which is stargatesing.space. And if you're feeling generous and would like to support the show financially, you can do so over at patreon.com slash stargatesing. I'm Mary. I'm Kathy. And you've been listening to Stargatesing, the end. The end. Gotta go feed your ravenous uh, creatures. Gotta go feed my doggies before they eat my face off. They might eat your face off. They might eat my face off. I mean, coconut's looking pretty darn hungry. She might even, you know, start from the inside. So she'll go in your mouth and start inside out. She might. Yeah. Kind of like a hagfish, but, you know, (laughs) through the mouth. Coconut, or Lily has just collapsed on the floor and has given up on life. Oh, no. Poor Lily. Yeah. It's very tragic to be Lily. (laughs) so she's facing away from me too to (laughs) add emphasis to her displeasure whereas at least coconut (laughs) is sitting here staring at me hopefully oh all right i guess they stop recording so that my dogs will forgive me (laughs) 